You're listening to the Next English Podcast. We are online. And uh, for today's episode, I have a special guest. Let me welcome my friend from Bangladesh, Oroni. Hello. 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 So basically what I'm going to do, I'm going to record a Skype interview with you. Because obviously, I'm in the Czech Republic. You are in Bangladesh, which is exactly where? Bit of a stretch. It's in Asia. It's um, in the Indian subcontinent. Yeah. So in other words, it's quite far away from from me. Yeah. Yep. So we, can, we can't really meet uh, in a pub and record this <laughs> in a normal way. We can't. It can't be done easily, yeah? So we, yeah, it'll, we have to it'll be a bit, of a, a bit expensive for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to use Skype for this. Um, listen, you are a very special guest for this podcast. You know why? Why? First of all, I don't get enough female voices here. I don't get many female voices here as much as I would love to. Don't know why, this just happens. So this is one reason why you are so special. Secondly, I don't get many native speakers and you are a native speaker, aren't you? A native speaker of English? Yeah. Actually, English is not my first language. Um, it's Bangla. Okay. But I'm fluent in both, so yeah. So is it because you studied English at uh, at a primary school? Uh, it's not quite that. I actually studied in Bangla medium schools up until I was in the fifth grade. But I always watched a lot of English movies and I read a lot and I traveled a lot. So that's why my language skill de developed more, I guess. So you are a guest who is from outside Europe. It's funny. Um, I, I also do a, my own podcast on football. And um, I've never been on the receiving end, shall I say. Like, I've never had someone um, interview me or, you know, conduct debates with me or anything. I've always been the one who's hosting. So it's okay. kind of nice to be on the other side. <laughs> so you're on the other side. That's what I was always thinking. What would, it, what would it be like to become a teacher, you know, like to be on the other side? It's kind of kind of the same because as a student, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. Now, uh, you know, this is the podcast for learners of English as a second language. So, uh, we are basically very happy that we can have someone who can speak English so well on this podcast. And uh, we just have a nice interview. I prepared several questions for you. But uh, maybe before we get to some questions, we should explain listeners how we two know each other. Because I said at the beginning that you're my friend. But in fact, I've never seen you before. Just in some photos, but that's all. <laughs> and also some Skype sessions. Yeah. But but it's actually quite interesting. Um, we met through this Facebook fan page of a Czech football player, Tomas Rosicki. Oh. Um, as as it happens, I I run that page and I always make posts and everything. And Steniak used to. I'm saying your name right. Yeah, Zdeněk, yeah. Yeah, I got it right. Yeah, it took Zdeněk. me some time before I learned your name as well. Orony, is that yeah. right? Yeah. You actually pronounce it pretty well. Most of the people would go Aroni, so yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> because you, so, taught me, it, you taught me uh, first time, remember, that it's like August. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I always remember that. So um, I used to make a lot of posts and Steniak used to make a lot, make comments on those posts pictures and videos and match updates and we used to, I, I used to talk with him a lot and he you I remember you complimented my English and I think I taught you some slang terms yeah you know why because this was a fan page of a Czech football player Tomasz Rosicki and it seemed to be the you know there are always 
a lot of guys who want to kind of capitalize on uh, someone's fame. And obviously, Tomasz Rosicki is the, at the moment, I think the most popular inter Czech international. Um, and uh, this seemed to be pretty cool fan page on Facebook. And uh, there, there were a lot of uh, fans, you know. And, uh, and the guy who was running it, I thought it was a guy. His, his English was just perfect. I was like, oh my God, he must, he must be living there in England because this is really great, you know. I always appreciated the English of this person and then somehow it turned out to be a girl from Bangladesh. <laughs> Funny world. Yeah. So yeah, we became friends through that and we started talking we talked a lot of football and a lot of um i think czech domestic football and you told me a lot about your life in england and how you went to see sparta prague in highbury and yeah that's how we became friends yeah well it's really hard to see i, I would like to see you one day obviously because we promised that we would go to watch um, um a game at emirate stadium uh, in London, together. because yeah. we're both Arsenal fans, right? Aren't we? Also, you're supposed to take me skiing because I've never done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's too. <laughs> <laughs> that might be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. hope I would. I would bring you. I just hope you could return back in one piece. You know, after that experience. It's okay. I can break a leg or two and still survive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? Break a leg. <laughs> that's a that's an expression we say we say to somebody when we wish him or her good luck, isn't it? Exactly. Before going to an exam or going to a meeting or something, we say, "All right, break a leg." Break a leg. Good luck. <laughs> you said, or your plans were to go and study in Ireland, weren't they? Yeah, they were. But then I got offered a contract. Okay. What kind of contract? Well, um, I was working as an intern while I was in my high school and I was working as an intern in this um, newspaper. Oh, so and you're a journalist? Yes, I am a journalist. I, I well, now just, I am. I just, I just pre pretended to be surprised because uh, <laughs> for my listeners, I, of course I know you are a journalist. <laughs> right, so um, I was an intern when I was in high school and then I graduated and I thought that I'm going to take one year off between my high school and my university and I will work. So I asked for a full-time contract and they wouldn't give me. So I applied somewhere else and then applied for a recommendation and then when they called my newspaper up, they were like, all right, fine, we will give you a, um, a contract that stretches up to the Football World Cup in 2014. Wow. So I, I couldn't say no because back then I actually thought they were going to send me to Brazil. So it was an so irresistible offer. It was an irresistible offer. Plus, uh, I think someone of my age, I was I was replacing my my old boss was leaving as well. So I was replacing my old boss. Hmm. So I think it was pretty huge for someone of my age to replace someone who's let's say thirty, thirty-one years old. So, so we we should we should tell the listeners that uh, you're quite young. You're you're in your in your early twenties, aren't you? I'm I'm twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So you got this wonderful job. You work as a journalist. Yep. Yeah, wow. That must be something. So I, it's like a dream job, isn't it? For, for a girl it is. who always loved football and sport in general. It is. And um, I mean, you know, I had to make a lot of um, judgment, judgment, judgment call, I would say, whether I want to put my studies on hold for a while to get this job. And I think I made the right call because once you get into university, let's say three years, four years, and then you get out, 
and you apply for a job with your degree and they ask for experience in every job. So this will be a huge advantage for you. So hopefully when I when I get my university degree at some um, and I I have two or three years of ex work experience behind me with it as well, it would be pretty good for me. I mean, I would be ahead of ahead of the picking order, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Nice expression there. So uh, it, it, it means that you are not cancelling this plan of yours. Def so definitely like you're just, not. You're just postponing it, aren't you? I'm just stalling. I'm just stalling it till my contract runs over, which is this World Cup. Okay. All right. Fine. The World Cup in Brazil, you mean? Yes. Yes. The one, the one to which uh, neither of our teams actually qualified, yeah? <laughs> Mine, maybe never. It's, I not mean, maybe. it's not surprised in the case of Bangladesh, but it's, it's a bit disappointing in, in the case of the Czech Republic, right? Speaking of which, I think tomorrow is the Euro 2014 um, qualifier, not 2014, um, yep. 2016 qualifiers, yeah. Yep. They're going you're to right, announce the right. groups. It's, it's 12, 12 o'clock uh, check time and uh, 5 five o'clock p.m. your time because I learned today that you are five hours ahead of us. It's 1.42 a.m. right now. Yeah, it's 20.42 here. Nice. And I'm watching AS Roma. Who's Roma playing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, just, just so that my listeners understand it, obviously you are a huge, massive football fan, aren't you? I am, that I am. It's just, uh, usually it's boys or men who support football teams and whose passion uh, is football but you are like an exception aren't you i don't think i'm an exception i think i'm the i'm the i'm the what do you call it the the someone who steps out of a stereotype oh, okay yep so like when you're younger if you're a girl they give you dolls to play with and they <laughs> take you to ballet classes <laughs> And, you know, you're supposed to dance and sing and do stuff like that. And when you're a boy, you're pushed into sports. So I think I went for the difference. I mean, I grew up with a brother who used to play a lot. So I used to follow him around. I didn't have a sister to follow around. So I had dolls and everything, but I didn't touch them much. I used to play video games and football. So I grew up with my brother. I followed him around and I guess I took his traits. I don't think it makes me any less of a girl or a woman, but... Yeah, there you go. But I mean, it certainly brings some other advantages in life. I mean, you can understand men now, can't you? You know what they, you know what they need. You know what what they are after. <laughs> it's it's, you, always, it's always the beer and the ball. <laughs> and there's a there's a really good expression that says um uh, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. <laughs> okay. So maybe not quite football. Maybe I should have learned how to cook better. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have we have a similar expression in our in our language. Yeah, all right. So, um, what can we talk about? Your job. You mentioned your job. So yes. it's it's pretty cool job, isn't it? Is it well paid? Like, uh, I don't want you to give me any numbers. I can't compare it anyway. But just, uh, it must be a good job, right? Like, I think um, for someone who doesn't have an undergraduate degree, it's very good pay. Yeah. Because uh, I've I've actually um, I have older friends who just finished their university, graduated, even ma completed their masters, mm. and they get jobs that are less paid than mine, mm. so, on a start on a starter position. And mine is mine is definitely a starter position as well. It's a sub editor post, mm. so I get paid better than them. So it's kind of embarrassing, I would say. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's decent. I mean, it's decent enough to live in a country like Bangladesh, you know, considering our standard of living, but definitely not. Exactly. I would like to I'd like to mention this now. Um, I don't know how to say it, but at the same time, I don't want to beat around the bush. So as we know from some news um, here in the Western world, in your country, it's a it's a problem or it has reputation for poverty. Right. And uh, um, it's considered one of the worst places to live in the world. Yeah. Uh, for example, I heard about this problem with the clothes factory workers living in harsh condition and uh, something happened, yeah, the building collapsed or something. Yeah, that one got a lot of attention. Funny thing is, only that one got a, a lot of attention because it was the worst infra infrastructure-related disaster mm. in the world. Turns out, um, it's this has been go this has been an ongoing problem for as long as I can remember, garments is the main export of Bangladesh and, you know, it's one of our main um, pillars of the GDP, the gross domestic product. Okay. And um, we've had fires and accidents and building collapse, co building collapsing and mm. stuff like that all around the city. And these garments factories are located right inside the city, you know, right in the downtown and everything. So they're not located outside of the city where, you know, disasters can be averted. So it's kind of sad. Like every year we have this, we have news that some factory was on fire. People were stampede to death or were gassed to death or so, couldn't get out oh, and was burned to death. May I interrupt you? You say people were stampeded to death. You mean actually yeah. that some animals uh, attacked people, or what? The no, 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 no. Stampede, as in like, let's say there are no um, fire escapes. There are no adequate fire escapes. Oh, okay. So, so there's just one exit, and people would rush towards that, and someone would fall, and other people would walk all over them, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how. It because I know this expression uh, when we talk about animals who go wild or something. For example, elephants. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, so um, yeah, to to conclude this discussion, it must be a, must be a great, really great job to have. Anyway, uh, you told me once, I remember it clearly, that it's not the final destination you would like to stay, your country now, your native country. You would like to live somewhere else. I think, like, uh, considering I want to pursue my career in football journalism, I would go for... I'll, st I'll start with an education in Europe first, and then, you know, maybe if I go to South America or somewhere else, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds cool. Anywhere but here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, you told me you, you run this page, this uh, Facebook group uh, of the Czech International Tomasz Rosicki. That's the first thing. But you also have your own website besides besides uh, that group. Uh, it's called Plantic. Am I pronouncing it right? Plantic yes. website. And yes. this is website uh, which is run by you and a uh, couple of your friends. Is that so? Um, it's for three of my friends and me. Um, basically, we started this thinking that Bangladesh doesn't have a proper football website for anyone. So we were going to start start one ourselves. And it's it's still non-profit. And, and it's still like, you know, we don't get paid and we just do it out of our own passion. So we constantly update it, publish articles of local football. You know, we actually don't have much English um, English articles regarding our lo local and grassroots and underground football. So we help, uh, we help them, you know, get more attention. So that's how it all started. And we have tremendous support, I would say, from the local people. It's great. It's a really honorable job you're doing. I mean, I checked this website and it's pretty cool. And sometimes I watch your videos. And you also have a podcast there. Yeah, we do. <laughs> do from time to time, which you record. 
Uh, it's a very interesting one and funny one. You are the host of it. Yeah. And uh, I'll always put the girl as host. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I listened to this and it's pretty cool. Actually, um, will you approve of me um, putting a sample of, of your podcast to this episode? I mean, when I edit this recording, could I add like two two minutes or three minutes of your podcast just to show my listeners what what you are actually doing? Sure, you can, but pick pick a really good one, please. <laughs> okay, it will be up to you to recommend me one. Okay. What what was that? Was it was that a dog? Yeah, I think it's a street dog. Oh, street dog! I thought you had a dog at home. I do. It's it's sleeping right now. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was his friend trying to tell him to go outside or something. Yeah, they want a party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So uh, about Bangladesh. So what is it like? You said it's. You said it's, okay. <laughs> there, there, there he goes. He really wants to party. <laughs> so you said it's the worst place to live. Um, can't be that that bad. I mean, is it that bad really? Well, um, if you were born here and everything, it's actually a pretty comfortable life if you've got a job and a place to stay and everything. Mm. But. Considering that, you know, a lot, many, most of the population are under the poverty line, that's actually kind of, um, yeah, when you consider that, it's actually pretty upsetting. And especially uh, when it comes to the poverty, um, let's say, okay, I have a stable job, I have a stable income, but then con- uh, then the political situation here is pretty grim. So just to go to work from day to day, sometimes we risk our lives, everyone. And by that, I, I just don't mean the journalist, everyone. So it it can be really brutal. I mean, I saw one day I saw like um uh, during the right before the election we had an election in January and by election I'm saying quote unquote because it wasn't a fair one. So um I right before the election there was a lot of protests going on and I stepped out once from having coffee with my friend and it was a pretty decent street you know, um, uptown high end place and everything. I stepped out and all of a sudden I see a bus. Just this guy runs up to the bus, puts something there, and it's all of a sudden it's on fire. And the front of the bus is on fire. And from the back of the bus, people like smashing the windows and just getting out of there as fast as possible. Thankfully, no one was injured, but it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. And, you know, this is the thing you see day to day. Well, day to day, that's that's really horrible. Yeah, it's really horrible. It's really horrible. Yeah, sometimes we don't appreciate, like we, the Czech people or people from the West, we don't appreciate that how, how... Uh, lucky and privileged we are to live in peaceful, peaceful way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. And over here, no one understands the meaning of peaceful, peaceful protest. And is protest, there, is, is, there is there any chance this could somehow change in the future? I mean, what could what, I, what could what could be done to change this situation? I think nothing will will ever change if we don't improve our education system. The one of the main reason why these kind of things happen, the vandalism, I would say, you know, protesting is your uh, I think it's a right. If you're a, if you if you're someone who lives in a democratic, yeah. free, con- democratically free country, which, you should which, your be able country to is, which your country is right. Well, sure, it is. Mm-hmm. So um, but the thing is, the vandalism and everything comes in when you're, let's say you're an unemployed person and you don't have much education or skill and someone offers you that I'm going to give you this much money if you burn cars or buses during protests and that's where it comes out. 
Also, people get brainwashed here a lot. Let's say... Um, okay, brain, I... brainwashed, it doesn't actually mean that they go and wash their brain because it's impossible to do it. What, what it means to brainwash someone, it means to uh, tell them some things which they, are, which they then start believing, even though, the, even... even though the things are not worth believing, right? It's it's like mental mani manipulation. Mental manipulation. Hmm. So since the, since the education rate rate is pretty low, people people actually starts believing in let's say a religious cleric or ha polit politicians on you know on higher levels. Hmm. So they can manipulate these people and drive them however they want, like puppet them around. So, you know, in order for things to improve, first of all, people need to start thinking about themselves. People need to start thinking from their own own point of views first, judge stuff on their own and not, not let other people judge it for them. Mm. That's how it should start. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, and that's, I mean, you know, that's like a very far-fetched idea, I would say. Well, another point is that how different is your country to India? Because some uneducated people may confuse actually Bangladesh with India because we, we know it's far away from us I mean from Europe or maybe from America and it's yeah. in it's a similar area you know but obviously I know that Bangladesh is a different country than India um, I had a similar problem actually when I went to England that everybody thought that I was Polish because uh, of course Poland is uh, our neighbor we are both from the Eastern Europe and um, the Czech Republic is considerably small compared to Poland, mm -hmm. uh, but we have quite similar accents. So they thought I was from Poland when I started talking. But you don't have you don't have a really um, you don't have a bad relationship with Poland now, do you? Uh, it's okay. I would say it's a, it's on a friendly friendly basis. For us, it's a bit more, um, let's say we have a big national pride, I would say. So if people consider us from, let's say, India or Sri Lanka or Pakistan, we get really pissed off because we are not, I mean, we're a tiny country. We understand that people don't know where we are, where we are situated, but it it's kind of offensive. I mean, yeah. maybe it shouldn't be. I mean, you know, it's their, it's their geographical deficit of their geographical knowledge that's dr that drives them to say that. But you know, it's understandable. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird, isn't it? But I I also felt offended when they thought I was Polish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was pr I was pr proud to be Czech, and you know, but anyway. Well, so your country it's it's uh, an Islamic country, isn't it? Like the major the majority of people uh, uh, practice the uh, Islam. Right. Not ninety percent of the people are Muslim. Yes. So the religion is very important. We are. We have a little bit of diversity, mm -hmm. considering um, we have India right next door. So we have a lot of uh, Hindu population, and then we have Myanmar and Thailand over there. So we have Buddhists, and other religions as well, and we have Christians as well. So, so it's it's a bit bit of a mix, but ninety percent is Muslim, and um, not, you know even not everyone wears the hijab. Like it's it's more lenient, right? It's it, yeah, it's, it's it's optional. Like if it's your choice, you can wear it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, what's the main culture difference? You have been interested in Europe, right? You, you have seen a lot of American movies, American TV series, so you know quite a lot about the Western culture. Uh, unlike, for example, me, I maybe I watched some Indian films, but that's all. Yeah, <laughs> but this is not Bangladesh, obviously. We don't we don't burst into song and dance every now and then. <laughs> and then I saw one video clip 
with you dancing uh, somewhere in the, oh, yeah. the streets of Bangladesh as a, as a way of protest against something. Yeah, that was when they banned YouTube in Bangladesh, so yeah, we yeah. were like pissed off. Okay, so you dance at this uh, Gam Gam style song. Yeah, we tried to make it go viral and everything and you know, it was a point of saying that not everything in YouTube is offensive. So, so I, yeah. I remember this very vividly, it was an interesting thing, but going, going back to my uh, point, what, how, how is your culture, what's the, what's the main difference? How is it different to the Western culture? Like, what's the main thing that differentiates you from us? I mean, Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah. for example, your country or the whole region, if you want. But what's the main difference? That's a pretty broad question. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, of course, it has its own aspects, like, I don't know. Different it's, place, different different values, different system of values. I think um, the main thing I would point out it's um, not just a Bangladesh thing. I think it's an Asian subcontinent, Asian thing. I would say is the value of family that we give a lot. I think, but um, then in some European countries, it's the value of family is pretty strong as well, like Italy. Yeah. But you know how. Over in Western countries, I always see in movies that when some people grow old, their parents put them in um, old homes, you know, old folks' homes and stuff like that. You're right. You're right. It's pretty yes. individualistic here. But yeah, we never we never do that. You know, we we're considered like you know when we uh, let's say if someone from someone a son from the family gets married. And he lives with his wife and everything. And by the time his parents would grow old, they would actually come live with the son instead of growing to an old home. So the son can take care of him. This is strange because this seems to be normal in any other countries, like in Africa, in South America. So it seems like it's, our, uh, it's only our thing, you know, this lack of support for family or lack of... I wouldn't say it's a lack of. I would say it's rather um, being individualistic I would say like uh, you know your life is your life so you lead it the way you want to and so the parents are separated they're seen as like you know um, other individuals rather than you know part of your flesh and blood that's how it is it sounds cold and everything but for me I don't know mm. I mean I've talked to my parents about this and they were like yeah we're not never going to have anyone take care of us because you're too independent and I was like kind of have to live with that you know you raised me so yeah mm. Mm. so i would say that's a big 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 difference but there are yeah. plenty of more but if we discuss those it's going to be a massive podcast you're right you're right i don't think we can go very deep into this but yeah this must this must be the biggest difference i guess in the value system and what, yeah, the are, family any, are there any stereotypes like some you can mention some bad things if you want some are there any stereotypes I don't know, for example, bad stereotype about Czech people is that they um, eat a lot of unhealthy food and then they drink too much beer and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and they, they, I, they are I scared, they, are scared. they don't want to fight when it comes to some war conflicts, we run away or we, we just be, uh, remain neutral. But what, I understand what, your beer part, I understand your beer part because your beer is delicious, but... Um, <laughs> Stereotype from Bangladesh. Um, Have you actually tasted Czech beer before? I've had. I've had Pilsners and they're delicious. Uh, really? Yeah. Can you buy it in Bangladesh? Yeah, you can get them. Okay. Nice. How cool is that? I actually have a Czech... I actually know some Czech expats who live here. They do um, export business of garments. They're pretty fun. All right. 
So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, some stereotype about the yeah. stereotype. Any stereotype about, should I say Bengali people? Bengali, yeah, we're Bengalis. Um, we're considered very lazy. Okay, obviously not you, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm lazy on my, on my, you know, off days as well. But yeah, we're considered very lazy. lazy. If you look at it that way, you know, I'm lazy too. I, I might, I might have recorded three episodes of podcast today, not just one with you, you know. <laughs> Jesus. It's very relative, you know, but... But, but another thing, another, I think, stereotype is that um, apparently we eat a lot of fish. Yeah. There's a there's a saying in Bangla called Mache Bhate Bangali that means fish and rice makes a Bangali. But we don't eat that much. I mean, you know, it's true. We do eat a lot of fish, but not that much. I mean, we don't eat fish with every fucking, every goddamn <laughs> meal. So so that's kind of an annoying little stereotype. I mean, I'm not much of a fish-eating person myself, so, you know. Neither am I. I don't eat fish at all, actually. Yeah, you're in a landlocked country, so I'm not surprised with that. <laughs> Okay, so let's. Why don't we talk about Arsenal now? So, uh, do you watch all all the games like I do? Well, before I used to watch it because I'm a massive fan. Now I watch it because it's my job to watch it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, how cool is that? Like, it's everybody's dream to have a job, which is also your interest, isn't it? That's the thing, you know. Like. Um, uh, oh, another Asia, another stereotype you'll get from this Indian and Asian sub Asian Asia in general and Indian subcontinent strongly is that they want their kids to grow up to be doctors and engineers and bankers and stuff you know stuff that makes people rich mm -hmm. occupations. So you know, I I think I'm very lucky because I understood from a very early early point that it actually matters whether you have job satisfaction or not or happiness or not. So. So you were kind you know, of mature, mature earlier than other kids, maybe of your age. It's not really maturity. I would say it's just an understanding that I realized that football makes me happy. So maybe if I write about it, I wanted to be a football player at first, but I'm very weak. So uh, if I write about it and if I become a journalist and make a career out of it, maybe you know. Yeah, that's why it's strong. I mm -hmm. I will never be rich, but at least I will have fun always. Well, this is even more important, I think, to have fun than be rich. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know. You never know. You might become rich, really. At least uh, reasonably rich, not over. Let's say, let's say well off, you know, as long as I can get to pay my bills and, you know, eat something and put... Exactly. Yeah, that, that would be good enough. But some of your compatriots don't have uh, the opportunity. I yeah. well the the thing is the way my friends I would say my friends see it is um I'm one of the first um female jur sports journalists from here so I mean uh, you're the only uh, female sports journalist in ba Bangladesh uh, I'm not the only I'm the only writer I would say because there are presenters who goes on TV to present sports and everything but I'm the only one who write who works in a sports desk and I'm the first one in our newspaper who works for sports as a woman. So when I talk about this with my friends, and they actually praise it because they're the ones who are, you know, studying to become become accountants and doctors and engineers, and they're like, you know, they're envious about me. They're like, you get to go to stadiums to watch games, and you get to travel to, you know, different places to watch football, and you get paid for it. So that's kind of nice. You just took your chance. I mean, it's it's, the, well, it's, it's not it's it's not corruption. I know I know you work day and night and. No, as long as, as long as you enjoy what you do, it's not you know day and night really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So, did you watch today's game? Today, I definitely Arsenal did. Arsenal played against Sunderland. Definitely did. And we won four 0 didn't we? And our four one, four one. Four one, yeah, you're right. Four one, and our favorite player, Tomasz Rosicki, scored uh, one of his few goals. One of his few goals, and I think that was a goal of the season contender. Maybe it was a goal of of, of the life for him, you know. No, I think goal of the life for him would be the one against USA in 2006. Okay, okay, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but it meant nothing. You really have to qualify for the next Euro because I think that would be Thomas's last um, yeah. last tournament of his career. Yeah, we have a new 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 manager, so that is positive thing. Oh yeah, Bilek's gone. But, uh, this one has a lot of support of the public, basically, and the journalists are always on his side because he has a lot of success behind him. Uh, he came from Victoria Plzeň, and you know Victoria Plzeň, they did very well in the European mm -hmm. Cup and in Champions League. So um, yeah, he has a lot of respect, and it will be much easier for him to do his job than it was for Bilek. I don't want yeah. to. I don't want to kind of. Slate him. Yeah, but yeah, it was hard for him, you know, as well. Okay, what about the Olympics? Do you watch Olympics as a, as a uh, Sochi journalist? Um, Do you watch it. Well, no, because um, you know, those kind of sports aren't really popular in Bangladesh. Because mm. you don't so, get much much snow and ice there. <laughs> we never get snow. <laughs> our winter, our winter is like twelve degrees. Twelve degrees. That's it. Twelve degrees. Well. At worst, it can get to 10. That's about it. Okay. Actually, at the moment, this winter here, it's yeah. uh, ama amazingly warm. Uh, it's just unbelievable. In the Czech Republic, it's I, I have never I've never experienced this before in my life. But okay. at the moment, it's something like in Bangladesh winter, really. It's like 12, 12, 13 degrees. And they say, like, the winter will not come back. This, this. Did you have snow at least? Well, once, only once, oh. for, for about three days. But it's just uh, the the mountains. Uh, economically, they they lose a lot of money because I mean, not the mountains, but the people who work there, who yeah, the tourists. Yeah, with the uh, ski slopes and ski lifts and all that, they they don't get any snow there this this season. It's terrible for them. It's a popular, popular place to go, you know, for a Czech family to go to the mountains in the Czech Republic. One of my friend is right now up, up there celebrating his birthday. So he was sending me pictures and I told him, aren't you watching the football, you jackass? And he was like, oh shit, sorry for that. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Aroni, I would like to thank you for, for doing this interview with me. Um, I think I wasn't at my best, but at least you, you were and that's what matters. <laughs> that, uh, my listeners are used to me not being at my best and um, especially this fact that you are such a good uh, and fluent speaker it kind of makes me a little bit nervous whenever I am in this position of the host because the host should be one who knows what he's doing and uh, he should have his uh, facts well prepared and uh, he should always know what to do and how to, how to respond to some sudden uh, changes of events or whatever but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter here on this podcast as long as we spoke English and I think we did a good job here, especially you, <laughs> I mean. I hope I helped. You helped a lot. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. And now you can expect a lot of, a lot of uh, publicity, basically, because you, you, are, you are in 
for a lot of emails for heaps of heaps of messages from my listeners because uh, obviously you you are a famous person now even more oh, famous, even more famous than in Bangladesh now because <laughs> the podcast is listened to uh, by people from all around the world different places from Italy from Russia from South America yeah pretty cool I should tell you I should tell you our formula of recording a podcast so you know since you 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 tell me that you're not well prepared or something like that so what we do is when we record our football podcast it's three of us we sit down and we decide from long ago like we plan like oh yeah we're going to talk about this this and that mm-hmm. and then we sit down and we have no research whatsoever and we sit down on Skype and for the first half an hour we're not recording we just talk about the stuff we're going to say we script it and then we laugh about it we make horrible horrible and very explicit jokes yeah. and we get everything out of our system and then we start recording so it takes it takes a quite a while like 2 hours uh-huh. to record and produce one of our podcasts but you know that's how it is mm-hmm. the preparation the preparation is always done in the 12th hour so okay so, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I'm like a little bit lazy to prepare things, but I I actually prepared for this one. It's just <laughs> uh, it's just sometimes it's it's it just it differs, you know. My performance in English differs. I'm at my best when I'm as a teacher when I have to explain grammar and uh, the rules, but uh, some in position like this when I have to actually interview native speakers or almost native speakers, it's pretty tough, you know. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, but anyway, we managed. Thanks a lot once again, and have a good, have a good time, and good luck in your job, good luck in your life. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.